Good morning and welcome to Litchfield United Church of Christ podcast. Today is Sunday, August 16th, 2020. I ask now that you please join me in our opening prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and thank you for your promise of rest. Thank you for your promise of carrying our burdens and lightening the loads we carry every day. Remind us that you never designed us to carry all our responsibilities alone. Let us see all the help that you have given us through others, our family, friends, our church. Remind us that when you ask us to serve and care for others, that when we feel obligated to do things ourselves, that those are the very warning signs that we are trying to be in control and we are not trusting you. Lord, forgive us when we get impatient waiting for your help. We sometimes turn things over to you and then try to take back control when you respond in your time rather than in our time, resulting in us feeling tired, frustrated, burned out, and sometimes even angry. Help us to journey each day with you, talking with you throughout the day about our worries and burdens, and then seeking your promise of help and rest. Help us to stay focused on you and to be thankful and accepting of all the help you are giving us. Help us to rest in your peace that comes from you walking with us, carrying us, and loving us. We ask that you be with every person on our prayer list, in our hearts, and on our minds. Lift their burden and fill them with your peace and love. We thank you for each and every gift, joy, and blessing you give to us. Lord, as we continue our service today, open our ears, minds, and hearts to hear the words spoken and allow us, Lord, to leave here with your message inside of us. These things we ask and these things we thank you for speaking the words we were taught to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our sermon today is titled, Just Rest. And our scripture reading, our first scripture reading, is from Mark chapter 6, verse 31. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place, all by yourselves, and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And then our second scripture reading is from Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, in all their multitude. And on the seventh day God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work 
that he had done in creation. May God bless the reading of our scripture. It has been said we can worry or we can worship. Strangely enough, busy people find it a whole lot easier to worry than to worship. Warren Worsby once said, The ability to calm your soul and wait before God is one of the most difficult things in the Christian life. Our nature is restless. The world around us is frantically in a hurry. But a restless heart usually leads to a reckless life. Rest. It's a word we hear often, but do we really understand its importance in our lives? When I read through the Gospels, I am impressed by the relaxed, calm pace Jesus kept from day to day. You never once see Jesus in a hurry. Even when one of Jesus' closest friends, Lazarus, was on his deathbed, Jesus took his time getting to Bethany to be with Lazarus. How is it that Jesus moved through life so slowly and yet accomplished so much? Is there something we contemporary Christians have missed? I am reminded of a story about two woodsmen. One day, one woodsman challenged another to an all-day tree chopping contest. The challenger worked very hard, stopping only for a brief lunch break. The challengee had a leisurely lunch and took several breaks during the day. At the end of the day, the challenger was surprised and annoyed to find that the other man had chopped substantially more wood than he had. I don't get it, exclaimed the challenger. Every time I checked, you were taking a rest, yet you chopped more than I did. The challengee said, yes, but what you didn't notice was that I was sharpening my axe when I sat down to rest. Rest is not only vital to our spiritual lives, it is imperative if we are to be effective. Christ understood this principle and made it a point to get away both with his disciples and by himself from time to time in order to rest and rejuvenate. It was Jesus' way of recharging his spiritual, physical, and emotional batteries. In doing so, he set an example for you and I to follow. We are a people too busy for our own good, too busy to stop and realize that in our frantic business, we are actually accomplishing less and aging more. According to a Greek legend in ancient Athens, a man noticed the great storyteller Aesop playing childish games with some little boys. He laughed and jeered at Aesop, asking him why he wasted his time in such frivolous activity. Aesop responded by picking up a bow, loosening its strings, and placing it on the ground. Then he said to the critical Athenian, now answer the riddle if you can. Tell us what the unstrung bow implies. The man looked at it for several moments, but had no idea what point Aesop was trying to make. 
Aesop explained, if you keep a bow always bent, it will break eventually. But if you let it go slack, it will be more fit for use when you want it. People are also like that. That's why we all need to take time to rest. In today's scripture, Jesus prescribed time off for his weary disciples after they had returned from a prolonged period of ministry. And in the Old Testament, God set a pattern for us when he rested from all of his work. Shouldn't we take his example seriously? Start by setting aside a special time to relax physically and renew yourself emotionally and spiritually. You will be at your best for the Lord if you have taken time to loosen the bow. Interesting, isn't it? Not only did Jesus set an example of rest for us, but God the Father did as well. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, having finished his task, God rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from his work of creation. In the Old Testament, the idea of rest was tied up in the divine concept of Sabbath. In Exodus 31, 13 through 14, we read, Tell the people of Israel to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you forever. It helps you to remember that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Yes, keep the Sabbath day, for it is holy. Anyone who desecrates it must die. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. Observance of the Sabbath day was a top priority from God's perspective. In fact, obedience to this commandment was so important that the death penalty was prescribed for anyone who disobeyed. The question is, why was the Sabbath given such significance? A careful study of this topic would take weeks, but for our purpose, the answer is worship takes time. Think of how successful Satan has been in hindering the worship of Christians in 21st century America. We are workaholics, and in addition, worn out by the time demands of our day. It is no wonder that the quality of our worship is so shoddy. We must have free time to worship, and we must plan our week so that we finish early enough to have that free time. As the song says, take time to be holy. Yet we live in a day when everything is supposed to be done quickly and efficiently. We eat fast foods, drive in the fast lane, and thus when we come to church, we want our worship pre-digested, pre-planned, and quickly served up so we can get on to other, better things. God tries to save us from those time eaters which cause us to abbreviate our worship. Okay, so now let's be really honest here. How many of you are actually sitting out there listening right now, thinking about what you're going to do after you've listened to this? 
Or how many of you are just somewhere else this morning instead of focusing on worshiping the one who died to save our souls? I know what it's like to feel like that. I've been in your place. I've spent countless Sunday mornings in the pew struggling to keep my mind focused on worship. The truth is, I hate the fact that I struggled with this issue. I resent all the distractions in my life and how hard they made it for me to clear my mind and focus on Jesus Christ. This is precisely why we have to take time to be holy and consequently take time to worship. In any case, we find that the concept of rest in the Old Testament tied up in the observance of the Sabbath. Sabbath rest was required by God in order for his people to constantly remember who rescued them from Egypt and who it was that provided for them as they wandered the deserts for 40 years. In other words, the Sabbath was given in order for Israel to rest and in that rest worship their God and Savior. Thousands of years pass, and along comes the age of grace, or the church age in which we now live. In this awesome day and age, we have the privilege of connecting with God through the ultimate fulfillment of God's law, Jesus Christ. In Christ, we have the embodiment of the Sabbath, the fulfillment of the Sabbath, because in Christ, we have found our rest. I want you to listen to these three aspects of rest that we have in Christ. First, we have redemption rest, secured in Christ. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. What a wonderful promise of peace or calmness, which was fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. He will rejoice. He will renew you in his love. He is saying he wants you to rest. Second, we receive the sinner's rest. When we receive salvation through faith in Christ, Listen to what it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. What a magnificent blessing we receive when Christ becomes our Savior. All of those heavy, discouraging burdens are lifted from our shoulders by Jesus when we fall at his feet and receive his love. Because of that, he gives us rest. Finally, we have the saints rest in communion with Christ. In Mark 6, 30 and 31, it says, The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. As we serve God, our communion with Christ provides us the necessary rest required to continue our service. Even today, Jesus is saying to you and I, 
Come on, Pam. Get away from the demands of ministry for a while and rest. Which brings us full circle to the main point of this morning's message. We all need to learn to rest more efficiently. Do you know what a Chinese pictograph is? They are Chinese characters that are actually drawn from just looking at the world. The Chinese pictograph for busy is composed of two characters, the character for heart and the character for killing. Think about that when we don't rest, when we don't take time to worship, when we run around and never have a moment to take time to be holy. We are slowly killing our spiritual heart. In his book, Sabbath, Restoring the Sacred Rhythm of Rest, Wayne Mueller writes, Sabbath is more than just a day to catch up on television and errands. Rather, it is time when we take our hand from the plow and let God and the earth care for things while we drink, if only for a few moments, from the fountain of rest and delight. Mueller continues, Sabbath also gives me more to go on. In Sabbath time, we remember to celebrate what is beautiful and sacred. We light candles, sing songs, tell stories, eat, and nap. We become available to the insights and blessings of deep mindfulness that arise only in stillness and time. When we act from a place of deep rest, we are more capable of cultivating right understanding, right action, and right effort. It seems like such an obvious thing, and yet we human beings constantly underestimate our need for rest. The truth is, no one is capable of experiencing the most important and necessary kind of rest there is, soul rest, apart from the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Oh, it's true that we can slow down, calm down, and even shut down. But apart from the redemptive work of Christ, no one can experience soul rest, that rest that we receive when we are finally able to lay our very lives down along with all the stress, worry, fear, terror, misery, and pain. George MacDonald, in Discovering the Character of God, said, When with all thy loved around thee, still my heart says I am lonely. It is well, the truth has found thee. Rest is with the Father only. We need rest just as we need air, water, and food to survive. The fact is, when we fail to rest fully and deeply, we not only hurt ourselves, we run the risk of hurting others. Physical rest is every bit as important as emotional and spiritual rest, and let us not underplay this reality. In the 24-hour society, Martin Moore Eddy says, Our most notorious industrial accidents in the past years are the Exxon Valdez, Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, the fatal navigational error of Korean Airlines 007 all occurred in the middle of the night. And when the USS Vincennes shot down an Iranian A300 Airbus, killing all 290 people aboard, 
fatigue-stressed operators in the high-tech combat information center on the carrier misinterpreted radar data and repeatedly told their captain the jet was descending as if to attack when in fact the airliner remained on a normal flight path. In the Challenger space shuttle disaster, key NASA officials made the ill-fated decision to go ahead with the launch after working 20 hours straight and getting only two to three hours of sleep the night before. Their error in judgment cost the lives of seven astronauts and nearly killed the U.S. space program. We ignore our need for rest and renewal at the peril of others and ourselves. As we close this morning, I want to encourage each individual listening to learn the discipline of rest. God designed us to need rest at every level of life, from physical to emotional to spiritual. We all need to seek solitude and peace on a regular basis. And may we, in our time of rest and solitude, open our hearts to the ministry of the Holy Spirit as God tills the soil of our souls in order to make us better able to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Learn to slow down. Learn to smell the roses, as it were. Life goes by too fast, and none of us knows when our life will end. I want to tell you a story about a basset hound named Tattoo. This happened in Tacoma, Washington. Tattoo didn't intend to go for an evening run, but his owner accidentally shut the dog's leash in the car door as he was handing the dog off and took off with Toto hooked to the outside of the vehicle. A motorcycle officer noticed a passing vehicle with something that appeared to be dragging behind it. As he passed the vehicle, he saw the object was a basset hound on a leash. The officer said Tattoo was picking his feet up and putting them down as fast as he could. The officer chased the car to a stop and Tattoo was rescued, but not before the dog reached a speed of 25 miles per hour and rolled over several times. The dog was fine, but I'm quite sure didn't ask to go out for any evening walks for a while. There are too many of us whose days are marked by picking up our feet and putting them down as fast as we can. We must ruthlessly try to eliminate the hurry from our lives. Poor Tattoo, I can just see those little legs going as fast as they can. Today, I want you to be at home, have lunch, sit back in a comfortable chair or sofa and just relax. Tune out all the distractions and talk to God for a while. Just let him know how you feel and listen for God to respond. Then spend the rest of your day loving on your kids or your spouse or give a family member a call and tell them how much they mean to you. Go outside and enjoy this beautiful weather that the Lord has sent our way. Rest and let your soul be rejuvenated. And may your spirit echo the words of King David when he declared, Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Amen. I ask now 
that you join me in our closing benediction. Go into the world with assurance, hope, and promise. The grace of the world of life rests upon you. The love of the source of life embrace you. And the transforming power of the breath of life help strengthen and surprise you this day and all your days. Amen. Thank you.